Welcome to the She Led First podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Degree. I'm the founder of She Led First, a business educator and mindset mentor helping first-generational female leaders confidently start to elevate their online business. In this space, we will discuss all things entrepreneurship, the first-generation mindset, elevating your business, and strategies that bring you closer to creating the generational wealth you deserve and desire. Let's get started. Hello, 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 ladies. Welcome back to the She Led First podcast. This is Desiree Degree, and I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. Today's episode is going to be a little spicier than normal. It's going to be a little sassier than normal, if you can believe it. (laughs) Um, We're going to talk about why you are doing the bare ass minimum in your business and what to do instead. And What I'm finding more and more when I'm talking to you leaders who are getting your businesses started off the ground and starting to elevate and even scale your businesses, what I'm seeing happening a lot is that we're just doing the bare minimum. Some of us are still in the basics when we shouldn't be, and then some of us never learned the basics, okay? So today we're going to go into what those basics are and how to elevate them as well. So no matter where you are in your business, this episode is for you, okay? So I'm really, really thrilled to dive deeper into this topic. So something that I really believe you should have as a business owner is a very strong foundation. And when I say that, I mean like an unshakable foundation, a foundation that's so deeply ingrained in you that's so unshakable, unmovable, unbreakable that you can build any fucking thing on it, that you can scale to any number you desire, right? As big as you can possibly think, right? As as large as your mindset will take you. That's really, really, um, that's really something that you need to keep going. And so understanding these foundational pieces is really going to help you build your business. So first we're gonna talk about what is the bare minimum that I'm talking about. And then afterwards, we're going to talk about how to not to do that any longer, how to go further beyond than just doing these things and how to also not only not do them, but also elevate them, right? If you're scaling and you're really trying to get to a particular number. So Something um, I will say also before I go into that, um, because I just thought about this just now when I said scaling, something that I want to bring to your attention when it comes to scaling and things like that and getting more money, I think in the first year of business, you should have more, I think in your first year of business, you should have more non-monetary goals than monetary goals. And Why I feel this way, this is a mindset trick that I use with my clients because I really believe that when you first start your first year, your first even two years sometimes, um, that you should have more control over your process, right? You should understand the strategy way more than anything else. Um, And so sometimes I think when we think of the end result, we don't really realize that there was strategy put in before that. So if all you know is by the end of the month, you want to have 100 sales and that's your only goal, you're setting yourself up for failure 
And the reason for that is because you have not considered your strategy, right? If your goals don't include other numbers that that go into you getting those sales, then you've skipped your entire strategy, right? And that means that you're doing the bare ass minimum. That means that you don't understand the foundational pieces that go into you making these sales. And that's not what I want for you. I want you to have a very specific strategy that you use every single week, every single month or quarter, however you create and structure your goals to really implement those things. I'm actually really excited about this. I'm developing something brand new, brand spanking new for you leaders. And it's going to be a product and I'm, I can't tell you much about it right now because it is still very much so in the developmental piece and I'm learning more about you and what you need so I can make sure it's all in there. But it's going to be something that really, really satisfies this for you um, in a much more condensed and compact way. But let's go ahead and get started and talk about what is the bare minimum? What do I think you're doing that is the bare minimum that is causing you to not see the results you want to have in your business? First and foremost, something that we do when we first start is something that we need to stop doing when we get to a certain point or at least pause, right? And that is finding your original strategy, doing your research, right? So when you start researching things, there's nothing wrong with that. Here's how you distract yourself is by saying to yourself, this didn't work in the first week. So now I need to do something else. I need to find something that actually works for me and my business. No, 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 no. Your strategies and your structures can take about 90 days. It can take between about 60 and 90 days for you to even notice a difference, right? For the people around you, for for your audience and the people around you to catch up to what it is that you are doing, all right? So keep that in mind. You know, this is going to take weeks for you to know if this is working for you or not. And so when you switch something every couple of weeks, right, no one knows what you're doing. You obviously don't know what you're doing either. And it it creates this um, unnecessary struggle, right? You have to trust your methods. So when you use your valuable time and your valuable brain to find a strategy that works for your valuable business, it's time for you to trust yourself. It's time for you to say, I have to dedicate and commit myself to this strategy that I've chosen, that I've taken the time to either invest in finding or um, invest time or money into finding and trust it for the next 60 to 90 days before I can judge whether it's for me or not, okay? Trust yourself, that's really, really important. But doing research with either um, minimal implementation or no implementation, no long-term implementation is when you're doing the bare minimum, right? It's when you lack that consistency that you need, that commitment that you need long-term, right? Because you don't have enough, There's there hasn't been enough time for you to judge whether this is working for you or not. No one's caught up yet. It can take your audience like 90 days to catch up to a change, So give yourself time, okay? The next way you're doing the bare minimum is creating content with no value. Now, 
this is a hard pill to swallow. And it was for me too. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I've been there. I've been there. I've been, when I started creating content as a mindset mentor, I felt like what I was saying held so much value. And to be honest, the underlying message of it did. It created so much value. But for the most part, I was just creating inspirational content, right? Inspiration is not valuable for the most part, right? Some some things inspire people. And it, like if you are a product-based business owner and you're creating a freebie or something like that, you're creating something to get somebody on your email list or whatever the case may be, Creating inspirational content is great, right? That is the perfect way to let someone enter into your world. But once they're into your world, they want more. They need value. They need something that carries some weight to it, right? It's not all light and airy and fluffy, right? But sometimes we're creating content and we're saying the things like, you got this, you can do this, do this. But it's like, there's no depth to it. It's simply just nice to hear in the moment, right? There, cre- there was no impact created. There was no change created. Um, it didn't make them laugh. It didn't change their thoughts. It didn't change any patterns. It was just nice to see in the moment, right? And that's not what we're here to do. In the business that I know you're trying to create, Impact needs to happen, which means value needs to happen, which means you need to now know what your audience finds valuable. If you don't know that, this is a beautiful time for you to slow down for a second and rediscover that, right? Again, because these are the basics we're talking about. The basics of understanding value, of understanding how to build a product and a program based off that value. And This is why I say some of us at the beginning, we skip the basics. We skip the foundational things we needed to really create the impact we wanted to create. And I feel the need to keep saying, because I just know there's somebody out there like, I have a product-based business. Me too. Keep that in mind. I know I'm a business educator and a mindset mentor, but I'm also a product creator. And I have to do this too, which is why I'm telling you about it. Okay, the next way you are probably doing the bare minimum is you're wanting more reach and more visibility, but you're not fixing the holes you currently have in your business, right? You're not fixing the holes in the bucket that you already have, but for some reason you want to pour more water in it. It doesn't matter until you fix the current problems. And if you're not sure what those problems are, let's talk about that for a second, okay? As a business owner, what is the most important thing for you? I'm pausing. (laughs) Retention. That is most important for you in your first year, I would say. Think about this for a second. If you build up, if you take your time, which I hope that you did, I hope you didn't rush and just try and create whatever you could, whatever made sense, whatever was cute, whatever was cool at the time, I hope you took the time to really understand the values of your target audience so fucking well that you understood exactly what you needed to create for them. And I hope after you took that time to create that thing and you started to sell it to people, that those people started telling other people about it. 
And I hope that those same people came back to you, bought again, and bought more. Okay? I hope that's what happened. And if it wasn't, if you've only sold a couple of things to a couple of people and they never came back, they didn't join, they didn't follow you, they didn't, you know, join to your community, they're not still watching you, they're not still engaging with your content, they're not still watching your stories or seeing what you're up to, I think you have a hole in your bucket, right? I think that there is something that got skipped here. You want more people to see you, but the people that you have sold to are not coming back. There's a hole there, right? Why didn't they come back? Why didn't they tell somebody about you? Why didn't they love this so much that they haven't shut up about it? <laughs> they love it so much they cannot stop telling people about it. When I work with people, when my clients, I, I work with people, they always tell me, almost every time I talk to them, they're like, oh, I was telling this person about you and I said this about you and they're sharing me on their stories and they're coming back to me month by month. We sign up on a monthly contract and they come back the next month, right? It's because I, there's something else I'm gonna add to this later when we talk about the elevation aspect and the scaling aspect of it, but I have taken the time to develop things that they need, right? So I'm a continued resource, product-based as well, right? When I create a product, I think about the fact that like, I want this person to come back to me, right? There's a different level of like, what can I put in this packaging? Not that it's just cute, right? Can I take a picture, put it on my stories, give them a special shout out? Can I make them feel like I want another shout out? I want this, I want to see my name up again. I want I want to receive that email every, you know, 45 days that I get checking on me. I feel special in this person's presence. I feel special when I bought this product. Right? I feel special that this person is checking on me. I had someone buy buy some things for me like a whole year ago and there was a hurricane. She was in Florida. Okay. Cause I'm in the States. So she was in Florida and there was a hurricane in Florida. And immediately my mind went to, I hope she's okay. It's been like, it will, it was like six months ago. She had bought something for me, but she still engages with my content. She's still watching my stories. She's still here in my space. And so she's not gone. She didn't just disappear. She still likes everything. And for some people, they, they come back, they buy something else. For some people, it takes them a little bit longer, but they're still in my spirit. They did not leave my presence, right? And I sent her a DM and I'm like, are you okay? And she was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you thought of me. And I'm like, yeah, I did, right? This is a mutual exchange and I'm not asking you to go that far. <laughs> I'm just not, I'm not asking you to go that far. But it's, a, it's an aspect of like, okay, I'm always going the extra mile. I'm always making sure that retention is at the top before reaching new people, that the people that I have touched, the people that I have sold to still want to work with me. They still want my products. They still want my services. Okay, these are the basics. So think about that for a second. Look at your analytics on your website. Who's coming back? Why? Ask them. 
figure that out. Figure out why the people who aren't coming back aren't coming back, right? Figure out that, figure that out in a way that serves you, that speaks to your brand identity. If reaching out to that person is not the thing, do a story, do a poll, okay? Do it whatever way feels right for you. But it's important for you to understand that aspect of your business, right? So those are the things that I don't want you to do. I don't want you to just research and implement for a couple of days and then change your strategy. I want you to have this long-term strategy for at least 90 days where you can then reevaluate. When I work with people in my mentorship, I have this 90-day rule. So when they learn something new, they take the time to figure out what it takes for them to invest in this solution. What does the program or the thing need to have for them to say, yes, I will invest my money into this. Okay, they do the investment and then 30 days, they evaluate. 60 days, they evaluate. 90 days, they evaluate. Did they make any progress? Yes or no? Do they want to keep going or do they want to invest in an alternative solution? Okay, that's something that they can track now. Okay, the second thing I don't want you to do is just create content with no value. Okay, don't just think about being inspiring. Be impactful. Create the impact you want to create. Okay, and then lastly, watching more reach and visibility. You want to get on everybody's, you know, for you page. (laughs) But the people that you have are not coming back. Why is that? That's important for you. I want you to thrive. And the success of our business runs on retention. Who can we get to come back to us as often as possible? How many people can they bring too? Right? We don't want to market ourselves forever. We want our customers and our clients to start marketing for us. Okay? Okay, so let's talk about the things you should do instead, okay? So I'm going to give you one thing that I want you to I want you to really implement and start practicing for yourself outside of the things we've already talked about. I want you to imagine the journey that your business takes your customer or your clients on. So for most businesses, and if you don't already, Consider this, okay? Because I think sometimes we just think to ourselves, I just want more sales, that's it. But how do we get more sales? How do you actually, like what journey do does people go on? And f- for the record, the journey is gonna look different for different people, right? Because there's different buyer types, right? We have emotional buyers, the people who are literally just buying because it's you, they like you, they've been following you for some time. They'll pretty much buy anything you put out right? They're connected to you. They're an emotional buyer or the item is emotional for them. I really love this. I want this right now. I have to buy this. This is so cute. Or this made me think of this other person. I need to buy this. Okay. And then you have the logical buyers, the people that really need some time, right? They have to think it through. They need to know the logistics. How often do we meet? You know, how soon can I get this? All that stuff. Like they need the logistics, they're logical, right? They're not buying out of emotion. They're like, okay, is this really something? Is is it good quality? Is it what I want? Is Is it a good solution for me? Okay, and then we have the FOMO buyers, the people who buy at the very end, the people who buy when you say you have this much time before you do anything, before you sign up, blah, blah, blah. Like those are those people, okay? Um, So- the journey looks really different for everyone, but having the journey in your mind is what helps you, all right? So 
what's the beginning of the journey for the client or the customer and the end of the journey for the client or the customer. Okay, I'm going to go through this journey with you for my clients and customers. And then I'm going to go through it with you again on an elevated level. Okay. This is what this looks like. And I'm going to give this to you. I guess I can give it to you in a product-based aspect, but I'm going to sprinkle in the service base as well. Right? So a potential customer and client or customer or client comes onto my page from a reel, right? This is where they start. But think about how many other aspects of visibility can people find me? Okay, think about your discoverability here. How are you being discovered? Is it just reels that you can discover by? Probably not, right? You can get discovered by a post. You can get discovered with collaborating with people over talking about visibility. You want more visibility? Are you collaborating with other people? Are you asking your customers and the people that are following you to share you? Are you actually vocalizing that, right? So the discoverability can be from a post, from a reel, social media, share, collab, whatever. It could also be that they found you on your on Google as well. There's so many different ways, but think about where is, are people most likely to find you, all right? And then once they found you on social media, on your website, whatever, what can they binge? Because listen, <laughs> our society, we need stuff to binge. And this is why we talked about value. People are most likely to buy when they find lots of value, when they find lots of hype as well, right? This social proof. When you're starting off, you, you do have that relatability aspect, right? They'll see you making your physical products. They'll see lots of you sharing behind the scenes, sharing um, high-level expertise, sharing insights, sharing things about your products, things about your service. They will then see also lots of reviews, testimonials. It is perfectly fine if you don't have them right now. Like, this is not a rush and a race to get people to say they like you, okay? Your value is not in your reviews and your testimonials. But eventually, the social proof will then build up for you. So this is not a matter of saying you need to have that now. It is okay. Where you are is okay, okay? Don't rush yourself. You've got this. But you're creating valuable, bingeable, right, content for them to then ingest of you before they determine, I want to follow her, right? Then they follow you, okay? And then they'll probably just come off your profile. I think a lot of people do that, right? They don't binge for long. They binge to figure out, do I want to follow you? But then later they come back, okay? So then when they think about the comeback, when they start coming back, what are you promoting? Do you have a freebie to promote? I want to give you this free thing that I think is really great so that you get on my newsletter, for some people, it's going to be a discount code. Their, their quote-unquote freebie is going to be a discount code. But for a product-based business, you don't have to give the discount code, okay? You can have a printable, a free digital thing, depending on what you sell. Make it, make it still valuable. It doesn't have to be a discount if that's not what you want to do. It can be, though, if you do. For a service-based business, 
Maybe it's a free video. Maybe it's a free training, right? These are the things that you're consistently promoting because you know this new follower that's already binged, they know you you create value, but now they have to keep seeing this over and over again, okay? It can take between eight and 13 times for someone to see something for it to register that they're even interested in it. Not buying, not sold, just, hmm, I'm interested in this. What now? What, what? They went from like, what now is this to, huh, I kind of like that, you know? Then they join your freebie. They go onto your email list right? Are you nurturing that? Where are you nurturing people? Are you sending people to your website? Are you sending people to a podcast? Wherever you're sending people, you have to be nurturing them. If you send people to your email list, are you sending out newsletters to nurture those people outside of social media as well? Yes, your social media matters, of course, the content, but outside of that as well, where are you nurturing them? Social media is an aspect of nurturing, but so is like deep level. This podcast is one thing, but I also have a newsletter, okay? That's another thing, nurturing. We started with discoverability. We know how they discovered us. There's many different ways for that to happen, okay? We ha- we've been creating value-packed, bingeable content now for them to ingest. They have now felt comfortable enough to sign up to our email list, which is gold. <laughs> like, you got that, you're good. Okay. And then now they're being nurtured by you. They're either listening to your podcast, they're looking at your content and reading your newsletter. They're seeing all these people talk well about you. And then you, you know, then they're comfortable enough to buy, right? After whatever kind of buyer they are. Maybe it was immediate from emotional, maybe it was logical, maybe it took a few weeks or months for some people. Maybe it was like a FOMO. They saw a countdown timer or something like that and decided to buy there, okay? That's your sell. That's the basics. Let's go into next level, right? Next level leaders like you think beyond the basics. We're doing more than the bare ass minimum. What I just described was a little bit more than the bare ass minimum, okay? It it just was, Okay. But if you're wanting to think long-term about your business and the success, we're talking about next level, scaling, elevating. Let me tell you what that looks like, right? This now means the person who just bought from you is now going to post you on their stories. Your shit is so good. They can't stop talking about it. They have now shared you with their audience. They shared their purchase and they've shared their opinions about you, okay? Now that's next level because now everything that we just went through is going to be the same thing for the people from their audience that starts to come to you. Now your discoverability becomes outside of just reels, collabs and all that stuff. It is now referrals. It is now being shared on someone else's platform. So now with doing nothing other than the norm that you were already doing, that's next level elevation for you. Now the, these people's these people have vetted you. Oh, I like them. You guys check them out now. And all the same thing will happen with their audience now for the people who decide to stay. Okay? Then they go through all these things and this, this stuff. Next level selling, product-based business, uh, product-based service base looks like 
Um, having something else for that person to go into. Like I said, with my clients, a lot of them end up staying. There's more packages than just what they came in for, right? I have this next level thing for you. I have this new thing for you. I'm always developing past the current level they sign up at so that I have somewhere to lead them, right? This is how you scale your business. If you're a product-based business, you then create bundles, bestsellers, what's happening? What's the next level elevation of this product? Sometimes it's not always building something new. It's packaging it up in a different way. It's bundling it up in a different way. It's creating something that you know people already love and packaging it up to them in a separate way. That's next level elevation. That's scaling for you. Without having, once again, everything we just talked about on next level and scaling was not anything new that you had to do, right? It was just taking the bare minimum out of everything, going the extra mile, and then letting your hard work pay off with the next round of people that enter your world, okay? So that's today's TED Talk. (laughs) I feel like I've been, it's been 30 minutes, goodness gracious. But I feel like this was really, really value-packed and I really hope that you will listen to it again and keep listening to it and share it with someone that you think could really, really benefit from this message. And, um, yeah, I hope this was of strong value to you. And, um, if you will, if you have not already, please leave me a rating or a review because it helps me so, so much. And I look forward again to speaking with you in next week's episode. And as always keep leading. Keep leading.